And we are back with another Black Widow Cream podcast, new episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, aka Ben Rovers World, and this is my friend, David Malave. Hello. Hi, Dave. How you doing? I'm great. How was Vegas? It was insane. Yeah, you, you're pretty dead today. Yeah, I'm pretty dead, man. I like that you extended your trip by, you, you wanted to stay for one extra day of rage, which put you in the airport for a bunch of change flights. Yeah, that was, uh, that was I don't know if that was karma or that was just, I don't know. But I stayed an extra day so I could sleep that night. I slept like 12 hours at night. And then I ended up, and that caused me to be in the airport for another 12 hours. And then it so. happened to rain. And then you just missed all your flights and got all your flights canceled. And yeah, exactly. So anyway, Dave's back with us, guys. That's awesome. Uh, we have great looking merch. Look at your shirt. Yo, I'm decked out in black and cream merch. Today. You are. Check the, out the hat. You got the hat on? Yep. Keep creating shirt. I like that. Uh, I just have the mug. So... And we got the mug. Yeah, if you guys would love to support Black Widow, and we got the sticker. Go cop a goddamn mug. Go cop a goddamn t-shirt. Go cop a goddamn hat or whatever kind of merch you like. We got it all in the store. Actually, uh, we only have so many hoodies left. I, we got to figure out how many are left, and then we should do a little push. We'll do that um, next week. But um, my family's coming tomorrow. I'm excited. The Haggerty's are coming. The Haggerty's are coming. My mom, my dad, and my sister, my brother cannot make it. Sorry, Sean, but we're going to have a lit-ass time. My family, my mom's been out here once. My sister's been out here before. I don't think my dad's ever come out here. So I'm going to take him to some like basic-ass Hollywood shit and then um, uh, do some, I don't know, sell some beer. Sell some beer. Every Definitely. day. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Just- where are we going? We're going to sell some beer. beer. Yeah. My goal is to like cut off from the world for... Um, I just want to go ghost from tomorrow till Sunday. So that's my plan. That's why we're recording these in advance. So anyway, uh, today's topic on the podcast. Also, if you did want the merch, shop bwnc.com is a link. I got to point that out. Um, today, I was looking, uh, quickly hopped on the Facebook group, the private group for creators, and saw one of the Black Window Cream members commented and said the following. Andre Nutbean, he says... For any of you who feel like creating just to create won't help you succeed, just remember you never know who will see your work once you share it. So just share it. Just keep creating and enjoy the process. Here's a little video f- that someone created and how Will Smith, imp- oh, I, didn't even <laughs> I didn't even see what he posted in this shit, but I wanted to use this as an example. But um, it's he, he, he shared a video. I'll get to it in a second. But basically the bulk of what he's saying, um, creating, you know, a lot of people, I think you get stuck in a rut. Even now, I, I find this an issue with me. It's like I barely go out and create for myself anymore because you're so busy with work, like creating for artists, which is still you creating for yourself. So you feel like you are doing it, but then you forget that there are so many tie downs and you're always constantly being like, um, you know, nitpicked at, or you have people giving you notes and shit. And it's not you making stuff for you, right? Where when you start out as a creator, you're really just making shit for yourself. And you have full creative freedom because it's your project, right? Um, but I thought this, what he wrote was really cool because it's like, I think that you forget that there's a possibility that your shit can be seen by a lot of people regardless of what kind of shit you're making, what kind of cameras you're using, what kind of photos you're taking. You know what I mean? Like, Regardless of how many followers you have, regardless of how many like people think you see your work, you right. literally never know. Yeah, you never fucking know. And I think it's funny. An early reference I can make was when I was on Q's tour, um, school by Q we were in Germany or some shit like that and while we were there I got an email from MTV and they hit me up and they liked what I was doing with Q's series which I was like oh shit that's crazy and when I he's he's like can we do a phone call blah 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 blah. we hopped on a phone call 
and on the phone call, he was, you know, he did his research on me. He knew about me, but then he even referenced, this is what's really fucking funny. He referenced, he goes, yo, and, uh, man, that shit you did with the black window cream, uh, freestyle Friday videos. And I was like, wait, what? So to make this make sense for everyone at the time, black window cream didn't exist when I was on Q's tour. It did exist, but it didn't exist in the format that it is now. What Black Window Cream originally was, was me and John Coleman, shout out to Coleman, uh, Marcus Frisky, who was a podcast guest, um, Kavika, and my homie Chuck. We were all making like a super group on YouTube, and we called it Black Window Cream because that's just how we all consumed our caffeine when we created. But uh, Black Window Cream was just a YouTube channel where we could all come together and make like cool content together. And then we'd all have our own channels and we did like four videos and then never did anything ever again. But we did these freestyle Fridays. Did you ever see these? No, but I, I heard, I think I heard the story, but go ahead. Yeah. So we make like freestyle. We basically, each person would have to do their freestyle. They only had like four bars, uh, to like whatever beat we found. And we'd have to each shoot and record our parts. Not like professionally. We didn't care about it. It wasn't like to make real music. It was just to be funny, but try to be who who is going to be the most creative right per person so you'd have each person had a verse in the song and then someone would edit it all together and i always edited it there was like one time where coleman and for those who don't know him he worked at ea forever and and now he like consults with brands and shit but he he uh he like just (laughs) he like sent in a verse where he wasn't even rapping to the beat he just was doing all this nonchalant shit so in the actual edit i just like I just make fun of him by like cutting it and I'm putting text over it. Like this motherfucker didn't even rap to the beat. Like I'm just going to make him rap acapella. And he's just like, and he just sounds so stupid. But anyway, the MTV dude found that channel somehow. It had like maybe 80 views. Like these videos weren't popping 80 views. And the dude from MTV referenced it in our conversation because he thought it was so creative the way that I in editing made fun of him. Like I made my editing a character in the video and, and he took, wind of it and i was like wait what you saw that video like fuck those were just jokes like those weren't you weren't supposed to someone at mtv is not supposed to see that shit it was just supposed to be for the homies and like maybe it'd be some fun to do consistently every friday but he fucking saw it you know what i mean and it left an impression on him in a positive way where he's like yo i saw what you did even on a joke video that you're not taking serious you were able to show me what kind of creator you were you know which is so valuable so um I don't know. I just really gravitated towards this, this dude's um, post. And I think it even, let's talk about you when you submitted to be my intern, <clears throat> just your logo on your website, the way you made your fucking branding of your logo, that shit right away. I was like, Oh, this is really tight. The color is whatever it was. And this is early on for you as like, and now knowing that how nitpicky you are with color, which you really like gravitate towards that shit. But just right away, I saw your logo and I was like, damn, Dave, all right, cool. This dude knows what he's trying to put together or try to like create a look for your brand early. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's dope. Um, Which is weird. And early on, <clears throat> man, early on, that was like the very beginning because, you know, we don't, we'll do the podcast or whatever, but I had done video for a while, but that was like the new beginning of me doing video professionally. And I knew that if I was able to like promote, if I was able to put the front door like the image of how I was presenting what I, my content that I would be able to like control how people viewed me. Mm-hmm. So it was like, regardless if then maybe that was like my fourth video. But I think by the time I, by the time I uh, applied for your internship, I had only, I had like three videos on my site or four or whatever. But yeah. like, I was like, okay, well this is going to keep getting better. But I just want, if I send this to someone, I want someone to be like, damn, he knows like he has his shit together. Even right. if I don't, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. if I was just getting started. Cause I think I even remember like watching the content and I'm like, Oh, it's kind of all, it's all different. Right. Like it didn't really, 
that wasn't what pulled me in right away, right. but it was literally like the logo. And I was like, if you can figure that out, you can figure out anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that's it. But it wasn't the fucking massive email I sent you. No, yeah. But I mean, there was a combination of that, but then right. going in above and beyond to see like how you were selling yourself through and through. Right. It didn't, I mean, the content was cool, but it was more so about like, you knew how to orchestrate and show as if you've been doing it for years, as right. if you were a brand, as if you were, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I think, I think, um, you had headphones in your logo right. and you, you were making dance videos and so it all made sense. Like yeah. it was cohesive. You know what I mean? That's, it's just struck a chord with me for some yeah. reason. I think, um, that is really important. Um, and the reason why I gravitated towards this topic when you talked about it is because something I've learned from you and I think that you're the best at this or one of the best is the, like you understand how to like take something that you do work, however you work and you don't understand how to like take it and make it work for you like 10 times more. So you, right. so you like, let's say you have a job and you're like, okay, I did this and this. Right. And you have your conversation, you know how to speak about yourself. You know how to sell what you've done. You know how to speak about your experience no matter what, you know how to speak the lingo. Right. Mm. But every time you do something else, it's like another notch on your belt. So now that conversation gets a little, little more in depth. So now it's not okay. I have worked for X and Y it's I've done this and this, and I've done this. And this is how this relates to this, you know? And you totally. always like, and I think you pushed me even on tour, like early on, I, I'm, I'm definitely someone who I'm like very, now I wouldn't say crit, I am critical, but fucking super critical, I, uh, bro. I'm like, I'm such, I have such a high standard that I almost don't share enough of I should, or I'm like, oh, this isn't good enough. Or even now, like I've been just like, I have been working on a bunch of stuff and he doesn't come out or maybe he won't come out for another two months. So I just don't post anything. And mm -hmm. so when you go back to like creating for yourself, like I've just been waiting and you'll be like, no, you have to share this shit. Cause literally though, that's why, cause what like he said is people are watching, even when you don't know, like you have to, you have to, when you're making something, you have to put it out there, not only to like promote who you are and what you, you're doing and what you're creating. Not, not just because you have to like show off, Oh, I work or, Oh, because, Oh, I'm getting this. It's, there's a thing on Instagram is a lot of people feel like they always have to be showing that they're doing something dope. It's right. not necessarily that, but it's more like continuing to like promote and, and, uh, like project like your creativity or you're that, or that you're continuing to like Exercise. Evolve, evolve and exercise and work out as a creator. And I think so work out as a creator. I love it's that. very important to like, um, continue to like, if you can just internalize it and understand that when you're posting and sharing something, it's, if you can make it about you, like it's for you, you know, like yeah. if you post something, it's not because you need to, it's because you want to. And when you do that, people start watching and people will take notice. And then when, even when you're reaching for a job, those posts or those things that you're sharing, the work that you're creating, even if it's for money or for not, right? like you can present it in a way that people are like, wow, that's dope. And mm -hmm. I think that's something that I learned early where it's like, I was, I was shooting shows for free early, super a lot. And my thing was like, it doesn't matter if, it doesn't matter if you were hired or not, to be honest. It really doesn't because if the content's dope. You hear that noise? Yeah, it's little the fuck is that the go. fuck was that oh shit and i think that this is sorry what, continue yeah, this is what i was like what i learned earlier what you were talking about the internship was like you can present the content in a way where it doesn't matter if you were hired or not because when you take it's all about how you take it and go show it to the next person so it's like what's the one we did parlay yeah parlay it so it's like cool it doesn't like everyone cares, but if you, even if you're just working for yourself, here's a way you present that content. Like we even talked about Ari where it's like some of the, he could be creating something 
that maybe he wasn't even hired for, but he has the ability to like frame it right. and present it as okay, this was this content was created for this brand, and and then to someone else they look at that and they're like, damn, that's sick. I want that for me. Yeah, for him you know to go I mean? and do Coachella for free. Right. Like, pretty much, he said, like, the money that he made, he put it into the people he hired to come on and then turn that into all kinds of festivals turn it that into are probably an him. Turn it into an example that he could present to other brands. Look, this is what I created at Coachella. Who cares? Yeah. To them, he, they could have been paid 20 grand to do it. Right. Or so, maybe he did it for free. And for anyone listening, Coachella, turn that into whatever you're doing right now. That Like, it's dope that he had Coachella. That's his playground. That's crazy, right? Like, to be able to be creatively free at Coachella, whether you're getting paid or not, is sick. Right, okay. You might, we all might not have Coachella at the tips of our fingers. So, what is that for you? And then don't look at it as a negative thing just because it's not fucking Coachella. Maybe your playground is your local coffee shop. Cool. Go be creative in the coffee shop. How do you make that shit work for you? Maybe it's a local show. It's in, you know, it's just a small show, a hundred cap venue. Cool. Go, how the fuck can you make that? Cause that will impact people. And those people know people and those, you never know where that shit goes. So it's like very, very crucial to even, um, even like my EA thing. Like I was doing, uh, what did I do once? I shot up. I shot a billboard. Oh, I shot a billboard for myself. I was just like, I'm going to make a YouTube video and go down. Ryan Philippi, my boy, shout out to Ryan, um, was just came out with this show shooter and he had a billboard on sunset, like two blocks from my house. So I like skated down and I did a whole little vlog where I like went down there and I did like a drone boomerang or took some photos and I just kind of like taught how I did it. I think this was on my channel, my personal channel. And by doing that, got like very little views but my homies at ea saw it and then they hired me to go do the same thing go do drone boomerangs that were shareable contents of like when battlefield 5 came out so then i'm going down to hollywood and doing all this shit shooting drone boomerangs for these billboards and got paid for it which was cool so i just did like four things that i did for fun then they saw it and it was inspiration for them to be like could you do that for us and then they pay me for it you know what i mean so yeah, it's like that turned into a job but it was nonchalant and i didn't know anyone was gonna be paying attention but didn't. you got out you got out and you created it and that's the point i think and i think a great example also is uh kavika because we're gonna interview him tonight yeah like recently he's just been on a tear just like fuck it i'm gonna flex on everyone show mm -hmm. everyone how dope i am mm -hmm. but he's going out and creating ill shit just off the top of his head like doesn't have to be paid for right. whatever just creating just to create sharing because people are watching guess what that's turned into like him working with jobs with other people or people see that artists see that and they're like damn I, I that's really sick how you did that what if we did this but we did it for me mm -hmm. and then that's a paid job so yep. something you made for free turns into two 100%. more jobs and i think that's what the really this really comes down to and i think i need to do a better job of it too where it's like like you know i've been working but even on the days where it's like i'm not working i feel like and instagram makes you feel like oh you're not relevant if you're not posting you know what i'm saying and you're always working so you always have shit to post but even you feel like damn I we're not i mean like, so much shit we work yeah, on they can't post they can't post or can't do shit about so it so it's like you have to go the extra mile to create content yeah. just to share but it's like i think that's the wrong mentality it's like on the days off where you're not sharing, I've learned to just be like, fuck it. Like if I don't have content to post for a week, yeah, I'm not I posting get, shit. I could go fuck now, but. Uh, yeah, I'm not posting yeah. shit. But I do like the idea of what we were saying earlier that it's an exercise. Like you, A, we all have, we all are passionate and want to create. And I think it's funny because I was just talking to Andrew Sandler about this uh, like a couple of days ago. I'm like, man, we're sitting here waiting for like a feature film to land on our laps or, you know what I mean? The next big thing. But, why the fuck don't we just go create like we were in college? Like when we were in college and high school, we were making short films. We were making 
decks and pitches and sizzles and things pat like out of passion and shooting shit and getting homies to be in our videos or help out or do whatever and try to create something to show like what we're thinking in our heads and now we don't do that because there's no budget and you have to hire these people and there's all these reasons why but that's our fault like we put that constraint on ourselves so i'm like yo let's bring it back to the basics like let's go back and just if you want to be if andrew specifically wants to be a director in movies like all right let's find ways to like make something that could showcase your talents in that like We've done it before. And if it's at a minimum, like, cool. Like, what's the budget that you have to spend? Like, what could you do for 1500 bucks for a passion project? If that's, if that's it, $1,500. I guarantee you we all spend $1,500 on some dumb shit that we don't need. But if Super you could turn fresh. that into one day shoot that you could execute like 15 scenes and showcase like your own ideas, which brings me to the next thing, which is funny because Andre shared, um, shared the same video, but I wanted to talk about it was, uh, the, let's see what the director's name is. Um, Julian Terry, he directed a short. It was, um, it was called, Oh, sorry. No, this is the wrong. This is the wrong project. Morgan Cooper, Morgan Cooper. Sorry. Morgan Cooper, I think is the cinematographer who created, um, this remake of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And Will Smith ended up seeing it and reacted to it. And now uh, apparently they're cooking up some shit from this uh, four minute trailer that he made. But I just made Dave watch it before we started this. And you guys should all check it out too. Uh, just search um, Fresh Prince of Ballet remake or something. It's like, it's cinematic. You'll, you'll know it, which one it is. But he remade Fresh Prince of Ballet in current times, 2019. Dude's wearing Meek Mill shirts and shit. Like, it's it's current, but it's so fresh and cool. And this guy did it. I don't know. I would love to. I need to spend some time looking into like the behind the scenes of how this dude um, created this, or how much money it cost, or what the what the motivation was. But it was just a fan made piece, dude. What is up with the fucking audio today? You hear that? I think that um we're getting like a weird frequency or some shit. Fuck. I'm sorry, guys, if this shit's annoying you. Weird, right? It comes and goes. Yeah, just like came for a second. The fuck? What the fuck? We would have noticed it. The Support rest us on patreon.com slash black window cream so we can get new we gear. We just got this new, these new lights, actually. We did just get these new lights. Shout out to Aperture for plugging it up at the podcast situation. Also, shout out to Elgato for fucking laying me up with the um the streaming setup over there. That's a whole other thing. Sorry, I, I derailed. I'm very sorry. Bel Air. He made this shit. Will Smith saw it, reacted to it, and now something's going to come from this. Like, they're creating together. Something's happening. I don't know what it is. And another great example, um, and this is who I was I meant to say earlier, but there's a director named Julian Terry who created a short, and it's called um, Whisper. Look up Whisper by Julian Terry. It's a horror short featuring Amazon Alexa. Have you seen, have you seen this? I don't know how long it is, like two minutes maybe or something like that, but... It's literally a short film, bro. I watched this shit. This guy made it. I think I saw somewhere that said he made it for like $200 maybe or less. And it's um, it's like the girl, she's in bed. All of a sudden Alexa turns on and it says something. And you're just like, kind of like, what the fuck? But then it keeps saying shit that you're like, well, how, why is this reacting to something? And it's like someone's talking, making Alexa talk. And then like there's a fucking person in the thing or whatever. And it's a killer and it's terrifying. This dude made this shit for 200 bucks and now got picked up and they're creating a film out of this shit from $200 and just being creative. It's shot in a bedroom. Now the, now this, uh, it says Amblin Partners is the one that like is producing it. They've produced films. They produce Green Book. They produce Ready Player One. Um, they're, you know, a massive founders by Steven Spielberg, bro. Like 
his company now reached out to them and they're partnering and they're creating a horror film. It sounds like, but I'm, that just goes to show going back to what it's all about and what, uh, what, uh, Andre had said in the jump is like, you never know who's going to see your shit. You never know. Did this dude make this short film and think CNET and fucking all these people are going to repost it and blog about it. And then motherfucking Steven Spielberg's company is going to reach out to him and be like, we need to make something like that's crazy. Yeah. So I think, and that's what Will Smith was like, and that's why, you know, I was just getting started watching this YouTube video, his vlog about him reacting to the trailer, but he starts off with a bunch of clips of different people who, you know, have made it like, for example, he, uh, Issa Rae or Lil, even Lil Nas X and his whole, what he's trying, the point he's trying to make is this, is that like in the time we have now, like we literally all have the power to release straight to, that didn't exist before where you could just, someone can make a short film and then have people see it like that didn't exist before. And we take it for granted because it's always been that way for the longest time, for the majority of my life, you know, right. for the majority of the last however many years where like you have the power to create it, present it and show it to the world. And if you can do something that's really dope and really creative and inspiring that without ha- being like letting your idea be killed by the fact that, Oh, what, how, what money do I have for this? Or who's going to see this? Or like who might, no one's going to see this or whatever. And these people who have, for example, fucking little old town road, Jesus Christ. Love it. Number one on billboard. Everyone knows about it, but homeboy just made that, made that track. And he, he probably made it with not to like, when did he ever think this is going to be a number one billboard track in the world? But he's like, all right, made the song, put it out. And guess what? It went, it, went crazy and the idea is not that everything you create is going to go viral because that's focusing too much on the numbers part of it what what this is about is creating something without thinking about the numbers but creating something that you know is true to you and means something and is really dope and then understanding that just because you don't have the access that you think you have right now it is possible and by just by putting it out, you don't know what's, what's going to happen in any lane versus it could go big or it could land you something else or right. someone could see that, that they hire you for it. And it's just about creating and sharing and, and, and promoting what you do. And that, that guy's song, okay, cool, Old Town Road, Old Town, Jesus Christ, Old Town fucking Road came out. Yes, it boomed and took off out of nowhere, right? But you don't know what the groundwork that was laid for that guy before that song came out because... There could have been someone that kept an eye on him because they saw previous work that is not as big as that song. And he may have put just as much effort and time into it and spent his money and none of those things ever popped. But who knows who saw that shit? And then they started talking. And then when he's like, all right, I got it. I got a song. It's a smash. Let's get it out. And then also when someone sees that and they're like, oh, let's get you distribution, blah, 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 blah. You don't know what the back end is. Right. But people pay attention. So, yeah, it's crucial. It's like super fucking crucial. Like the fact that these people can go and now they're making films and this isn't the first time you've, I mean, there's a reason why film festivals exist, right? Yeah. Like film, film festivals exist because creators are going out and developing movies off fucking independent budgets that they're funding. They're finding funding, they're self funding, they're fundraising, they're doing whatever it takes to tell their story or share their idea. And a lot of people take this risk on films because they believe in their, their art. Right? So we need to think that way too, because when it comes to video, especially right now, it's like everyone's real is them doing recaps of shows. And that's not the end of it all. That's like the beginning. Plus those people make the least amount of money. You know what I mean? So if all you can show is that you can do some trendy ass shit. Okay. 
cool. I know that you're good for that thing. And that thing doesn't pay much money. So, but I know you're there. So you're in my pocket. But when someone comes through and all of a sudden they're showing you some work that they did where they created a sizzle for an idea for like a commercial, like how many, like if you go if you just have a brilliant idea for a fucking Ford commercial and you, your friend's dad has a Ford truck and you can borrow it. Um, Tim Dodd, he was everyday astronaut. He was on the podcast. He was like number guest number six or something. He did a contest for Tesla and got like top three, but he had to make a, a mock commercial about the Tesla and he borrowed a friend's Tesla and they shot a video and it boomed and Elon Musk retweeted it and all this shit, blah, blah, blah. And it got him. I don't know what, I don't know what came from it, but I'm just saying that if you find ways to be creative and think outside of the box and not wait for someone to come and tell you what to do, right? You, it could go a long way. Facts. Like, and I think this, it goes for anything for video of not like you could be a designer and create a really sick design yep. and someone dope is going to see that and be like, yo, I want you to do exactly what you just did, but do it for this. Right. And all of a sudden you're designing for, for like a massive campaign totally. or like a photo. Mm-hmm. And well, hey, there's so many stories like this, like even Julian, who I hope we have on the podcast soon. He went on tour with this. Like yeah. he made a video for who knows what using his like very blurry, that with the blurry type art, that or film art that he even was used for in the Beyonce documentary. Mm. Kanye saw his his stuff off Vimeo. Yeah, and that landed him working on four with directing yeah. the show for a four 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 tour. Yeah. So or not four 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 tour. Sorry, uh, whatever the fuck Kanye's. Oh no, Kanye saw it and then linked him with Jay. Yeah, who then got him to direct creative direct the uh, the show for four four four. That's crazy. And that's just basically off. Oh, he made something that he he's a very like introspective person makes stuff for himself always yeah, right and so he someone saw that and that landed him xyz all like you know yep. all the crazy shit he's doing now and now he's doing the same stuff he was doing originally for louis vuitton and all this stuff crazy um, there, there's so many stories like this yeah it's like you you just gotta detach yourself from the idea that and it's hard like it's hard oh i'm gonna make something and no one's gonna watch it like i'm we're all on the same boat a lot of the creators and um, black window cream yeah trying to like fight through that where it's like it's a, such a numbers driven world it's such like an, a world where you feel like oh I'm not doing something dope because it's not for this brand or it's not for this artist or it's yeah. not for this company so it doesn't matter and that's not the case like nope. if you are creating for yourself like if you're creating a brand around yourself anything you create just adds another notch on your belt of okay the, I'm like this is what I do uh, this is my perspective this is my vision this is what I think is dope and the more things that you have to build up what makes you dope as a creator then other people will look at that and be like yo i want to hire you want someone to look at you and be like i want to hire ben because ben does dope shit right not because ben works with this person i want to work with ben and that's yeah. what we made that that episode invest in your name about what mm-hmm. i learned from the real podcast is like is like you got to work on why why do people want to come why, you want people to work with you because they want you not because whatever it's like yo i want to hire ben because we know what i know what ben's gonna bring to the table mm-hmm. he's not gonna he's gonna come with this swag or this this type of content that no one else has created you have to set yourself apart and that's how how a lot of jobs will roll out and how a lot of opportunities will roll out jobs or not or maybe it's just connections but you never know who you, yeah we're saying the same thing over but and basically over. yeah and great. the way you do that is by sharing and sharing your work create shit and share it so that people can see what how what you create and how you see things and how you view things and how you operate and that will land you a bunch of shit. You know, we all got to work on that. I yeah. Think. No, I know. Because it's hard to, I mean, you yeah. get caught in that fucking rut a lot. But cool. This is it. Morning Roast. We did it again. Um, hopefully you guys are liking these episodes. If you do, we would love it if you leave some reviews on uh, iTunes and YouTube. Please. 
Also, let Pretty, and, and also it makes us, it makes me happy, especially if you guys let us know uh, how we're doing. Yeah, I think today we're a little we were a little rough, but I think this was the easy one. This one was fucking cakewalk. Yeah, you just feel dead inside. I that's feel your, dead inside. That's a Vegas fucking. I'm usually sharper and men- mentally, I think, <laughs> than I was today. But hopefully, I didn't so he's like analyzing again. He does this shit all the time. Um, if you guys uh, support us, you know. Please keep doing it. We we appreciate it. Merch is always available. So if you want to cop some shit and rep it, please do. Shop bwnc.com. Uh, the merch is printed on really nice material. Really nice material. Yeah, I really, actually, the shirt material, I'm, I'm super stoked about it. Yeah, it's fucking fire. Yeah. Um, so cop yourself some merch. Send us a screenshot if you do. Uh, pictures or videos if you make anything wearing it. Uh, that's fucking tight. Patreon, updating that soon. Patreon.com slash black window cream. You get to hear the podcast one week early. Every interview, you can ask the, the guest questions and um, get discounted merch and shit. And uh, I think that covers it. Um, yeah, I think. I think by the time you hear this, the next Sunday will be Kavika's episode. Oh, yeah. Kavika's episode will come out then. So, All right, cool. Nope, we just talked about him. So you'll hear his story. Yeah, Kavika's story. It's going to be fucking tight. He's Hawaiian and shit, so it's going to be money. Um, all right, cool. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure to listen uh, to every podcast that we put out. And go create some dope shit. Go off create the inspiration some fucking of this episode. dope shit. Go make some dope shit. All right. Peace.